0: On this episode of Local First Podcast, we have Jared Stein of Ultra Scary Compliance Security and Dark Web, where security always matters. This is really going to be a cool interview talking about the dark web and how to protect yourself. Let's meet Jarrett. We're going live. We are live. Welcome, Garrett. Welcome to the show on Local First Podcast. How are you doing today? I am doing awesome for a hump day. How is yourself? I'm doing great myself. So I've been really excited about uh, sitting down with you. I've always been intrigued about the uh, ultra scary dark web. It's been all over the place. So it's very fortunate to be able to sit down with you and talk about that. Uh, before we get into the dark web, uh, let the audience, the listeners, get a little to know a little bit about you, uh, a little bit about your backstory. Where'd you grow up? What do you like doing besides hacking other people? Well, <laughs> I grew up in uh, in
1: Big Bend, Wisconsin, a little town right outside of McWanago. That's where I went to uh, school, and that's where I actually got my first computer job. Uh, one of my friend's dads in high school used to be Big Iron and open VMS systems, and he started a small little ISP or internet service provider to uh, compete against uh, other companies like AOL. So he hired me up, I was working, getting little old ladies up and running on uh, this little internet program on Windows 3.1 and Windows 98. And when that side of the business was slow, I would walk around the corner and help build the big iron small computers for little places like the Chicago Stock Exchange, St. Luke's, First Star, big enterprise stuff. Dang, that sounds like fun.
0: It was. It. it, it I, I miss those days. Missed those days, the, uh, the, the, the good old days, everybody gets old and want to be a kid again. That's right. <laughs> so so tell me a little bit about the Ultra Scary. I mean, what is that? Ultra Scary is, well, I,
1: I run two businesses. Okay. Uh, I, I run Sensible Gurus, which is a uh, IT services firm. And we're not really looking for new customers for, ultra, or for Sensible Gurus at the moment. Uh, but one of the arms that we were going to create with the Sensible Gurus was dark web monitoring and ethical hacking and, and all the fun, scary stuff. And as I started looking from a business perspective at it more and more, I went, oh, crap, I need to completely make this a separate entity. I need to make sure that I am safe from a legal standpoint and my customers are safe from a legal standpoint. So that's where we broke off the ultra scary into two separate companies. We got the Sensible Gurus, the IT services, and we got the ultra scary where we're focusing the majority of our our time and um, and, and protection to do the dark web monitoring, to do the ethical hacking, to do uh, all the fun stuff.
0: All the fun stuff, the creative fun stuff. So what led you to you know, get that interest in the the dark web and um, the ultra scary side of the business. I mean, where where did that come from?
1: Oh, I've always been interested in it. I've been um, hacking my customers for years and years and years. Um, We never want to hack somebody who's who you don't have permission to because that's illegal. And uh, we don't like to do illegal stuff. I'm, I'm too pretty for jail. (laughs) <laughs> so, so we do um, we do internal hacking uh, for years on the on, on the sensible Gurus customers, the ones who okay it, and we find their weak points, and it helped us as an IT service provider to find out what we need to patch. And, and the phishing world uh, has gotten much more sophisticated, where we started seeing our customers get. Very interesting emails and even very interesting telephone calls uh, pretending that they were other people inside that same company.
0: For those who don't know, phishing is? Phishing is the, uh,
1: the practice of trying to catch an unsuspecting victim uh, either using social media or email. And uh, a phishing attack will send you an email... Uh, Going, hey, let's click on this link. You click on the link. It looks like a OneDrive logon. You put in your username and password for OneDrive. It gives you a failed. You click on it one more time. It allows you in. And now the bad guys have full access to your whole OneDrive because you put in your username and password to that account.
0: Wow. Who do you see that's more... The biggest demographic that is being abused by the fishing, is it the younger people, older people, or is it all of it? everybody? Everybody. Everybody. So no one's immune to it.
1: Nobody is immune to it. Okay. Uh, and it's not a new technology. People have been fishing for years. They haven't called it fishing. But uh, back in the 40s and 50s. People will get letters in the mail saying, "Hey, I'm so and so. Please send me some money uh, to to help out." Uh, the Nigerian scams have been going for years. It's this is not a new attack. It's just a new medium that the attack is coming in.
0: Okay, good enough, good enough. So, what has been some of your biggest challenges uh, during this process of you know opening up ultra scary or going through that journey? through this, uh, the IT gurus and um, that part of it, I guess.
1: Uh, The the biggest challenge for us is really educating our smaller customers and, and letting them know that this really is a service that can benefit them. 10 to $50 million a year revenue customers that we have, this is a no brainer. We save them lots of money and heartache and finding out where their weak links are inside of their company. But when we talk to our smaller uh, client base, we get the, uh, the response of, oh, I'm too small for that. They won't be targeting me. Or um, I, I know all of my weak points. I, I don't need this type of service. And really, those are the people who need it the most, the ones who don't have the resources to go out and, and have a professional come in and take a look. So we're trying to uh, reach out to them and, and help them out. And it's been a struggle.
0: I can imagine. I know there's a lot of small business owners and entrepreneurs that don't even want to think about these types of things.
1: Yeah, that, is, that is correct. And, yeah. and the most dangerous thing you can do is, is putting your head in the sand.
0: And I think a lot of things, is they just don't know about it, that if they think it's a, an issue for them, like you said, they are too small or they think that they're too small. They don't want, they're not going to get hacked.
1: That Very, very true. Very true. And, and those are the ones that are easily hacked, especially if they have that common password across to all of their online services. They may not have uh, as detrimental as a, a hack, but when you're a small business, losing $30,000, $40,000 has a big chance of putting you out of business. That's going
0: to hurt. It is going to hurt. That's going to hurt. So if you could go back in time, the start of your business, what advice would you give to your younger self? Don't get into computers. Don't get into computers. <laughs> <laughs> Why?
1: <laughs> oh, it's it's an ever changing and ever evolving world. Um, back when I started in computers, IT guys were the rock stars. You you walked into a business, you got a big paycheck. It was it was amazing. In today's world, not so much. Everything is outsourced. Everything is outsourced to. He's the appease uh, the shareholder to try to drive up revenues, and and lower costs, and um, the IT department suffers quite a bit.
0: Um, it, it, there's lots of shortcuts here and there, so yeah, yeah, I understand. I've I've seen those things happen. As an expert in uh, the dark web and security compliance, you know what are if three to five things that customers, especially if you're looking for small businesses, really need to know or understand why they need to use your services? Why to use my
1: services? Well, if you don't know what's out there, you don't know what's coming. We view ourselves not as uh, somebody who can prevent bad things from happening from the dark web, because we can't. Once you have your information out there, it's out there. If you post a video of you doing something in Vegas on YouTube, just because it happened in Vegas, it doesn't stay in Vegas. It stays on YouTube, it stays on MySpace, it stays on LinkedIn, it gets archived, it gets put everywhere. So once you have your information out on the internet, it's always out there. So we view ourselves more like a cancer screener. We can look for for what is going to happen. We can find the early indicators We can try to stem that; uh, those early indicators to help stem the damage. And
0: um, so that's what we like to try to do. Some of the uh, like I said, not preventive but maintenance. 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 There you go. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because like you said, once you put it out there, you just got me thinking. I'm like, oh shit! I like I got so
1: much. And, and, And the scary part is, you can do everything perfect. You can follow all of the rules. You could have different usernames and passwords on each of your sites, use two-form authentication. You can do all this stuff. And then Adobe goes off and gets breached, has your username out there, has your uh, password, and has the the text of uh, your password helper to remind you what your password was in plain text.
0: So I got based off those passwords and stuff like that. I've always gone back and I've tried to create some creative passwords every once in a while. And I end up forgetting about them. Oh, it's horrible. It's horrible. And especially you have so many different accounts and so many different passwords and everything is online now. What what kind of advice would you give someone to, you know, either creating passwords or using a tool to get passwords to at least help a little bit? We like recommending a tool called
1: KeyPass. A E E P A S S. I see you're writing it down right there. Yes. Uh KeyPass is open source. It's not as easy to use as some of the other uh, services out there, like LastPass or Dashline, both of which are excellent services. But I'm a security guy. I like holding all of the keys to my castle. And a, a service or a service like KeyPass doesn't exist because it's not a service you have that uh, database and you have that username and password to get to that database great part about that is it's completely secure and if uh, and and only you have the keys to that castle i like bad, that bad side is is it's completely secure you have the keys to so, that castle yeah, so if you lose if those you keys you forgot those keys <laughs> you lose all of the usernames and passwords In that in that database.
0: Oh my God, that's just so
1: so. It's it's you can have security or you can have ease of use, and the really hard trick is finding that balance that works for you. Do you want to be more secure, or do you want to make it easier for you to do
0: stuff? Because you can't really do both. Right. Okay. Wow, my mind is spinning here, guys. All right, let's go back into the time machine when you thought, "Wow, I'm really making a difference." Tell me a story. Oh, okay. So our first
1: customer for Ultra Scary and also one of our first customers for Sensible Gurus um, and one of the reasons why we started the Ultra Scary service. uh, One of the customers, uh, the accounting person at, at this customer was getting emails from the owner of the company and the emails were just a little bit off. And this customer is great. This customer is wonderful. Anything that seems a little bit goofy, they are on the phone with me right away. So I'm watching these emails come in, and there's slight misspellings. There's a there's little bit of mannerisms that didn't quite match up. But the emails all had previous job information, previous uh, 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 invoices, uh, the emails were coming in saying that uh, that the customer uh, was having um, one of their vendors was very mad at them because they never received a payment. And they'll stop sending uh, their product to this customer unless they get a wire transfer by the end of the day. And they had invoices, old invoices. They had old uh, information uh, dating about three months ago. As the CFO was ready to hit send on the wire transfer, the person who was supposedly sending these email messages walked into her office and said, hey, I didn't make it to the airport to go on my vacation yet. Um, uh, Just uh, stopping by on the way, just wanted to check in, see how we're doing. It wasn't her. Wow. It wasn't her. We found out that through the rules inside of her uh, outlook, she uh, the bad or she set up uh, a forward to an AOL account, and that AOL account got compromised, and from that compromised AOL account, the bad guys were sitting in the background, just watching all of these um, messages coming through, and gathering all the information. Waiting for the information to know that she was going to go on vacation, she wouldn't be uh, available to answer some of these interesting emails, and then pretended to be her. And we we stopped that. We found out where that it, it was. It was tough, but we finally found out where that leak of information was. We put a uh, a, a pretty big bandaid on that leak. And we did more intensive training to the users of that company to go, if something looks a little bit weird, contact your IT person, contact me. And we start doing phishing simulations against them to find out who clicks
0: on the links. And and we do that about once a quarter. That, that, that is so cool. That is so cool. That That's a really cool story. It happens all the time, and I don't think people realize that... How much? And you can't really do nothing to the people that are doing it.
1: No, no, they're they're not here. They're not local. They no. they don't follow our
0: our rules. No, and, and Paul's not going after them. Nobody's going after
1: them. You him. can't. You know, once you hit uh, transfer, him, that wire transfer hits one bank, bounces to a second bank, bounces to a third bank, and by then you're overseas and you're never seeing that money ever again. In this case, it was seventy thousand dollars that we stopped from going through.
0: That, that's that's good. Uh, I hope everybody's listening to this and pay attention. So let's move on here. Any day-to-day practices that contribute to your success and or happiness? Day-to-day? Day-to-day that, day practices, anything that you do on a routine. What's your...
1: I, I wake up every morning, grab my cup of coffee, and if I don't have a cup of coffee, my day is never good. It's never good. <laughs> so day-to-day <laughs> practices to make, to make my life good grabbing that that good cup of Joe. Um, but with with the ultra scary, uh, we go and we check to see what uh, data we downloaded over the night, we import that into our local database, we check our customers. And um, I'm actually pretty happy when I have nothing to report. My that's, that's
0: a good day, right? That's a good day. No news is good news. No, that's, that's right. Is there is, is there any book or resource that has guided you through this whole process that you'd like to share? Book or resource?
1: Um, fun one is Google hacking. That, that dictates... Um, some of the uh, the ways that you can use Google to gather extra information on Target. That that's that's a fun book. That's it's a fun. It's, book. And, and and I love it because the terminology that we use for some stuff is, is really weird. So to uh, to use Google to find extra information on the company or on the database or or something like that is called Google dorking. Google dorking. Google dorking. Google dorking. Yeah, that's, I, I love weird terms. Uh, that's a good resource. Uh, because we live in the digital world and everything changes so fast, um, blogs are a little bit more important to us than, uh, than uh, uh, books. Uh, so the... Um, let's see. Cybersecurity forms. Uh, Brian Kerbs is an excellent resource. Um, a lot of whistleblowers will, will go to him because he has such a good presence out there and, and will uh, allow us to see the fun stuff coming out.
0: Now I have to ask being like, uh, somewhat marketing and, and been in the past and stuff like that. Could you use that Google hacking to, to find customers to find specific information about people that might fit into your business? That it, Yes yes it is um, so if I want to find my perfect avatar person that wants to XYZ
1: you are using the tools given to you by Google okay so you are not actually breaking into other companies but you are seeing what information is there
0: okay fair so. enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If you could give someone (laughs) advice just getting started, say, in the dark web or uh, security, what nuggets would you share with them? Learn the basics. Learn the basics. Oh, my God, learn the basics. I talk
1: to so many people that come out of school and say, I have this little piece of paper that says I'm a security expert. I go, wonderful. Explain TCP IP to me. Explain (laughs) DNS to me. You need to know the why behind the what. We have a lot of great tools allowing you to click and exploit and own a system. But if you can't understand the why that that tool is working, it's not going to help you. Learn the basics. Learn the basics. That's number one. Number two, take a business class. If you cannot talk to a C-level employee you are going to fail. I have failed plenty because I did not know how to talk to C-level people. And I still don't talk to C-level people all that well sometimes. My words come out differently at times when I am in nervous and then stuff. But the more you do it, the easier it becomes.
0: It's something that is so true. I was in um, the software business for about 10 years. <laughs> and um, I did... Uh, enterprise software, data collection, barcoding, labeling. And I had to be able, that was really key, what you just said, there's being able to talk to the person using that software on the floor, mm-hmm. as well as be able to explain how that process works to that C-level person that's purchasing that software mm-hmm. and going all the way back and forth. And that, that, was, that was a big, big stepping stone for me through during that time is being able to bridge that gap between those two it's not an easy skill no
1: and and a lot of it people are really good at the it world or really good at flapping their jaws and to get somebody that's good at
0: both hard to focus. yeah that is that is yeah i hope everybody's taking notes out there what is the one thing that's got you most fired up right now about the future well i'm now the good guy again <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, 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 doing the break-fix work for, uh, for Sensible, uh, people would never call me up happy. Something was always broken, and, and they needed to get their job done. Now, with the, uh, with the dark web monitoring and with the, uh, with the auditing and, and with the hacking, I'm, I'm coming in more of a good guy and, and not as much of a, as an expense. And, oh, crap, why is my computer not working? so when i can call up a customer or a client and go hey look at this here's your username and password let's work through getting you back safe getting you more secure they're usually pretty happy with me after the first telephone call
0: that that's that's a good feeling that that is a it allows me to wake up in the morning that that really is cuz there's, there's yeah So how does one get a hold of you, uh, whether it be social media, websites, telephone numbers? How do one get a hold of you to talk to you about more about what you do? Garrett
1: at Ultrascary.com. And that is G-J-E-R-E-T at Ultrascary.com.
0: All right. Very good. I will you, can, you can also hit my uh, Facebook page. Facebook. Okay. Social media. And again, just I say this all the time, I will post these in the show notes. So when you're looking at those, you have access to Garrett and the dark web and find out where you are at out there on the web. All right. So. We got part of that, got the business all done, how people get a hold of you. Now we're going to have some fun. Awesome. All right. So here we get to do some rapid fire questions. And before we get into the rapid fire questions, you get to ask me one question about anything. And I'll do my best to answer it.
1: What's your mother's maiden name? Oh, shit. Um, that was a trick question. You shouldn't say that, especially on the air. Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 it's a good thing I'll be able to edit this out. <laughs> All right. My turn, my turn. So we got some rapid fire questions out of Tools of Titans. And we'll go through this, and we'll get this wrapped up. Okay, what topic would you speak about if you were asked to give a TED Talk on something else outside of your main expertise? Jim Gunning. Say, say what? Gem cutting. Gem?
1: Gem. Cutting. Gem cutting. That is my hobby. Well, you have to explain on that because I you lost me there. So I purchase rough gems, mostly from Africa. I uh, take a look at them. I decide what type of cut would look best on it, and then I cut them. And I make pretty shiny little baubles as, as a stress reliever.
0: Okay. All right. At the next event, I would like to see one of these, if possible. Absolutely. All right. Very good. Very good. What is something really weird or unsettling that happens to you on a regular basis?
1: Something unsettling that uh, happens to me on a regular or basis. Something just,
0: out of, it's just something out of the ordinary that just happens.
1: Well, everything I do is out of the ordinary. Yes, I, so I agree that's, with that. Uh, but what is unsettling is when I am talking to somebody... And I give them a little bit of tidbit of information on how to protect themselves and get completely blown off.
0: Isn't it a shame? It's, I'm just trying to help. Just trying to help. And that's just, I know. I, I, I've, I've been in those shoes before. I know what it feels like. Okay, one more. What is something you believe that other people think is insane? Well, I'll kind of reverse that a bit.
1: I believed my grandfather was insane. Because he was absolutely positive that the government was watching us and uh, tracking all of our telephone information and tracking all of our uh, communication back and forth. And I thought he was a tinfoiled hat cuckoo. <laughs> and then he died. And then Edward Snowden came, came out, out and <laughs> he was all freaking <laughs> right. And now, yeah, I feel... If I had the chance to go back in time, I would believe him.
0: Yeah, I learned a little bit more from him, and why? <laughs> well, wow, okay. Let's wrap this up. Any any ask or request from the audience, and any last parting words.
1: Um, change your passwords. Change your passwords. Change your passwords. Change your passwords. Change your passwords.
0: Okay, and that's it. Awesome. All right, uh, Garrett, I appreciate you being on here. All too scary compliance security and dark web. Make sure you check out his website. Again, I'll post that all on the show notes. Thank you so much, Garrett. Thank you. Let's keep the conversation going. You can find me by searching Local First Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Also, head over to iTunes, subscribe, and leave some comments. You also have the opportunity to request to have a guest or topic for Local First Podcast. For any of the books or resources talked about on these episodes, head over to localfirstpodcast.com. Click on the resources tab. I also want to thank Corp for Studio One. Until next time, it's your host, Rob Kohansky.